friends, I must tell you, I know the place to go if you need house audio, TV installation, security monitoring. I am telling you, these people are so, so good that I cannot wait to share them with you. AVS Concepts is the place to get all of these things taken care of. They're the experts in audio video. If you are entertaining and you need music, call them. If you just purchased a new house and you want to have security, you've got to call them. They are the best at all of this for you. I am so excited to share them with you. They are new sponsors for the podcast. You will not not regret having them in your house. They can put anything up and create the most amazing surround sound. I am telling you, when I watch my movies, I like to watch them with surround sound. And thanks to AVS Concepts, I can do that. Follow them at their Instagram account, AVSC underscore HTX, or you can also find them at their website, avcschouston.com, and tell them that Alicia from Vines by Alicia sent you, and they will take care of you, I promise you. so excited to share with you today a very special episode, an episode that I look forward to every year because it's a Father's Day episode, and it's a very important episode for me because I wrote a book about fathers and daughters a few years ago, and um, it's, it holds a very space, a very special space in my heart. So every year for the last seven years, I do like a Father's Day celebration. Sometimes I do an event, right? We've done an event at your shop. We do a book fair. Um, sometimes I record an, a podcast, and this year I definitely am recording a podcast with two fathers that I'm invited today. Um, I'm super excited about this because I have two young dads, so I don't have some old farts in here today. <laughs> and I'm really excited to share with you all two dads that are very intentional about inspiring other dads and also very um, instructive in the way that they, they are raising their two daughters. So for me, it is a pleasure to present to you all and welcome my brother, Jose Pep Araujo. He's my brother. He's my youngest brother. He is eight years younger than I am. Can you believe that? I look. <laughs> I know I don't look that old. No. <laughs> so he's a dad to a 19-year-old girl, Jade Isabella, which we love, and a 12-year-old boy, Gavin Santos. And I also have my friend, my trainer friend, Matthew Matt Mitchell, and he is the father to a young lady of eight years old, but she's almost nine. She's going to be nine this month, and she's McKinley. Yep, my baby. Yeah, so welcome, guys. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Thank you for being on the podcast. I'm really excited about this. Same here. And my husband, Ruska, is here, too, because, you know, we do love to have Ruska around. Thank you, because I always got a lot of things to say. (laughs) Yeah, way too many things to say sometimes. You know what, though, but, you know, this episode is really important for me because um, for the last seven years since I published my book, I always have an event. I do something. I, it's either a, um, a book fair, but a few years when Rusk had his auto repair shop, we had a, um, an event where we would bring dads and daughters to teach their girls how to change oil, how to ch- rotate tires. Like, we had a few things right. happen at the store, right, at the yeah. shop. Yeah, you had a couple of Father's Day events there. Yeah. So fathers and daughters can bond and also get to learn about that. Working on vehicles isn't just a, a boy thing or a man yes. thing. It's actually a girl thing. And, and girls can Girls drive cars, it. and they're yeah. going to break down from time to time. they got to know how to get themselves out of a jam. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, for me, this is a really, really, really important time of the year. Um, so, because, not only because it's Father's Day, but I think my dad, and when Pep, my brother, will say this, he was very instrumental in our raising he was very instrumental in my life as a young girl and someone that um, was very ambitious and very driven and came from a very low socioeconomic background that came from a place where you don't know how big to dream because you don't know if your dreams are going to ever achieve that. 
And my daddy always said, dream big, 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 big. Never go low. Never go small. Always go big. Always that's achieve. How, that's how she found me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what my dad will say that And that's too. what my dad wanted to yeah. shut it down. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you know what? I think that's why I think dads are so important. Because if it wasn't for him, I would have not had that opportunity to think big and grow big and like really achieve the things that I wanted to achieve because he really did become an instrumental part in that. But let's start with you guys. Let's start a little bit with you both. You are both young fathers. So tell me a little bit about being a young dad. So I'll start with you, Pep, and tell me you were 19 when you had your baby girl, Jade. I was I was 20. I had just turned 20 when she was You born. had just turned yeah. 20. Wow. Yeah. So right out of high school, well, a couple years in college, and then uh-huh. she came about, yeah. Is it scary? Of course, yeah. I mean, you have no idea what to expect. I mean, I was a, I was a kid still, and I was going to be ra- raising a kid, so that absolutely was uh, scary in itself. Yeah. And she's such a beautiful young lady now yeah, in she college. She came out really well. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> she came out really well. So she did, she uh, did. she's very smart. Very. She's you know, twenty. She's nineteen now. She's nineteen now. She's yeah. nineteen now. So. Yeah. An amazing, amazing trajectory for mm-hmm. you both. Matt, how old were you when you had your daughter? Um, so this year I'm turning 31. Um, my daughter is turning nine. So about 23. I was roughly 22, turning 23. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, roughly around the mm-hmm. same age. Even between 20 and 21, 22, 23, your mindset is still the exact same. You know, like it's still, you know, you super young you don't really know what you're getting yourself into and Wait, man, was yeah, it, it was scary? scary it was really scary mm-hmm. um i think it was it was that feeling of unknown right like i didn't know what it meant to be a father but then also um also scary as in like this is a new uh, venture and i thought it would i knew it was going to be something that was going to make me stronger um and then also it was going to bring joy to my life. So it was just scary in so many different ways. Right, so when you when you became fathers, what was the first thing that came to your mind in terms of like, how am I going to raise this little girl? Did you feel like you were comf- confident in that or did you feel comfortable with that? Or I felt extremely confident. Oh, um, yeah, okay. I mean, you know, we, we, we grew up with my dad being around us every day of our right. lives. So I kind of had a, a, a background you know, from him, you know, being around us. And I kind of knew that if I just followed his, his steps, I think I was going to do okay. Yeah. Yeah, a good example. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I feel confident because, um, I don't know, it's just, I think confidence would have been hard to, I, that's not the feeling that I had more so. My, my feeling more so was um, me knowing that I was going to do my best no matter what. I wasn't going to give up on my daughter on mm-hmm. anything in life and knowing that me doing my best would be something that she would appreciate you know in life and then would help her so right was it a, was there a fear that you wouldn't know what to do with a girl because you were so accustomed to being a boy and like knowing what to do for boys and not knowing what to do for girls yeah absolutely yeah <laughs> i still have those fears yeah. <laughs> she yeah. still hasn't yeah. she still hasn't gone through the teenage years yet yeah, no. I think that's the biggest dichotomy for a father and a daughter, and I think Jose can Absolutely. attest to that because your daughter's now twenty, right? She's twenty. Um, well, well, she's approaching. Yeah, she's, yeah, right. she's approaching twenty. So it's it's a whole different it's a different thing. It's a different dynamic between boys and sons and daughters, which I don't have experience with, but I think you can attest to that. Oh yeah, and I mean, my, my son's completely different from way you know we raise our daughter straight up. I mean, you know, but Jade was. Extremely smart, extremely outgoing, and never had any problems with her. So it's always been really easy with her. It's just, mm-hmm. it's, we've never had a hard time with her, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been pretty easy. Yeah, and I think that's the thing about, um, you know, raising girls. It's like really understanding where your girl's coming from and understanding her, 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 her viewpoint, right? So if she's already a smart girl, she's already kind of um, established herself, her independence. I think the role of a father is just to kind of nurture that girl that's already developing, right, Matt? Yeah, what do you think about that? I, I totally agree. Yeah. So um, I think that kids, 
like us as parents, like we have the tendency to like want to steer our kid in the right direction, yes, right? Right. But there has to be a line to where we get to it where we're like, okay, we're gonna let them make this decision. I'm gonna let them, you know, make this decision on their own or whatever it is, right? But also at the same time, I'm gonna tell them whether they follow their face or they're successful at it. I'm gonna help them get through that. And I think that um, the nurturing part, like the uh, <laughs> the nurturing part, as far as you know, wanting to do wanting to do everything for your your child is the hard part because you have to eventually separate. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for getting that. I was like, oh my goodness, that damn fly. Just <laughs> a fly. Oh, there's another one in here. I gotta get it. <laughs> but yeah, so, but to, just to go back, I mean, that's just one thing that you have to. I, I, I got a taste of that over the weekend with my you daughter. You did? Okay, what happened? I was gonna ask you that. You, got, you, got a, you have a recent experience of that, that disconnect there. So, that, that kind of like, wow, I didn't, you know, I didn't see this coming or right. something similar to that. I've never really, so my daughter this weekend for the first time, I, I let her get away with not doing what I wanted. I'm going to put it like that. Okay. Um, so my daughter's been running track, right? She's, she's, yes, she's, yes, she's I been saw that. Phenomenal. Like yes. Her first year in track. and I mean, That's your daughter on your Instagram post, running on the tracks. Right. That's her. Yes. Right. Yeah. So, and I mean, like, Phenomenal is in like her first year. She's a natural. Like she's came in first in a lot of different heats. And whether that she was first or last, and she just gave it all. You know, like I would be proud. Regardless. Effort, effort. But like I mean, like I'm like, girl, this is to the point where, yeah. Like if we keep working at this, you will be really good. But I digress. She she had a track meet, and um, I think I just put a little bit too much on her plate. And um, so in track, you have certain things that you can sign up for, right? Certain events. And I signed her up for, I usually, for the first half of the season, we signed her up for about two events. Well, this track meet, I signed her up for three. I signed her up for a relay. She's like, Dad, I don't know. I don't want to do a relay. I don't know how to do it. What I were the other two events besides the relay? The 100 meter, right? Okay. Which is right. an individual. You just right. run straight 100 right. meters. Right. And the 400, right? right. Which yeah. you run 400. Yeah. You just run yeah. a lot. And right. she's eight, almost nine. Right. Eight, almost nine. All yeah. the girls she's running with are like okay. nine and ten. Mm -hmm. right. So... She's already kind of like, Dad, I don't know. Like, these yeah. girls are bigger, they're older. older. Right. And she's thinking, like, these girls are faster. I'm like, girl, you are there. If anything, you've beaten a lot of these older girls. But anyways. So, so just 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 not to digress a little bit, but the, the relay, the, it was a 4 by 100 Right. Which is no, just it was a 4 by 400 Okay, I see. So that's a very different training than training for the 400. The 4 by 400 um, you have to run a lap and then hand it off right, right. to mm -hmm. the person who's okay. next, right? And they just do this over and over four times. She did this last week. She did phenomenal. But the reason why I got her to do it last week is because I, I, I kind of enticed her to do it. I, I gave her an incentive. I said, if okay. you do it, I'll, I'll take you to the store <laughs> right, and right. you can get, get some ice cream. It. Yeah, well, I gave her a toy. Yeah, uh, you know, right. <laughs> <laughs> ice cream, ice cream always works for my boys. But yeah. yeah. And it, it's funny, too, because yeah. after I, I took it to the store afterwards, and, and, and it reminded me that my daughter was only eight, right? Because she goes and gets a big doll. And I'm like, I'm thinking that she's going to go get like a gift card or like. Do something else. No, no, she's no, no. she's eight. Yeah, she's yeah, yeah, a yeah, doll. yeah. I'm like, she's what kind of doll was it? Uh, some I went to Target and got like a some type of whatever. Cabbage Patch Kid. They still have those, those, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if it's cabbage, but it was yeah. like you know the 21st cabbage. second version of that. Exactly. Right, right. So, anyways, this week comes up. I'm like, I'm gonna put you for the same events. She's like, six o'clock in the morning, starts whining and crying and going back and forth with me. And I eventually got to the point where I was like, you know what? If you don't want to do it, I'm not going to be the person to make you do it. You know? Okay. Right. And I had to have a tra uh, talk with her um, her track coach. And I, one of the things that really resonated with me is when I asked him, I said, look, have you had, like, whenever, because his daughter runs track too, but she's older. He had a lot of success with her. I, I'm going to put it like this. She's she's pretty good, and he's, like, he's like involved, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm mm -hmm. asking him, like, mm -hmm. hey, um, did you have problems when it came to, you know, getting your daughter to, to actually like track i feel like my daughter every week tells me she hates it and i'm uh -huh. and it's part of me is as a parent like okay she only hates it it's her first year i, I right. want her to get a taste of it she she needs to make friends etc so i asked him he was like no nah, man my daughter she just yeah. took right to it right it's like mm -hmm. it was something that she really wanted to do mm -hmm. so and then me fighting my inner struggles right like i want her to i want her to do it 
But I want her to do it because I loved it and I want her to love it the way I loved it, right? Right. So it part of, so anyways, to get to the end of the story, right? Um, with the four by four, I, I took her out. I told the coach, and I was like, "Look, she just don't want to do it, and we're gonna see if maybe I can get her. I can talk her into doing it before the end of it, but I'm not gonna bribe her. Right. Yeah, I'm not gonna do that. Right. And I'm gonna let it be her decision. And she she chose to be to walk away and be done with oh, okay. not doing that. Okay. Yeah. So, anyways, I had that 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 happened over the weekend, and I kind of learned like I can't force my daughter to do certain stuff. I'm used to. I'm, Wash the dishes, take out the trash. You know, that type of stuff. You know, like, I'm not that aggressive. Did you get to the bottom of why she didn't want to do it, though? (laughs) Yes. You did, okay. Yeah, you asked her. I talked to her, and the coach talked to her, too, as well. And she, part of it is her, one of the reasons why I put her in track and field is because she, to build her confidence. She's not 100% confident, even though she's good. She's not confident. Right, right. Um, And then also, she has a little bit of social anxiety. So she'll, like, go in a setting. I, I remember dropping her off with, like, these 20 girls that she's been running track with all season long. And she long. knows them pretty well. She knows them, but she won't say hey to anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, and I told her, like, when you walk around people, you say hey. If you don't know somebody's mm-hmm. name, my name is McKinley. Mm-hmm. You know, or you just talk to them. Mm-hmm. Just be social. And she didn't talk for, like, five minutes as I saw her. So I was like, that's part of the reason why I wanted to get her in there. So when I talked to her, she was just more so like, I'm scared. I'm, I'm afraid, Dad. I think I'm going to mess up. And I'm like, like, and it's so long. And I'm like, you run the same event, but you know it's part of this is trying. Yeah, to no, it's kind of like backing up a little bit and not forcing somebody to do something right. they don't want to do. And that. that's what I had to get down to. Do you feel like maybe it's just a little time for her just to get to, to that point? Yeah, because she is eight years old, and I right. think that we do assume she because she has a lot of talent right. that we need to push her to 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 right. that level already. And her brain isn't ready for her body. Right. Her body and her strength and her physicality is there, right? And you see it. As a dad, you're like, oh, my God, I see it, I see it. But her mind hasn't gotten to that point yet. Right, right. And I think that's the hardest thing, I think, as yep. parents, is to kind of, like, look at our kids and see, you know, we see this potential, we see this growth, we see this amazing thing coming and, like, right. like burgeoning out, like right. a flower, just flowering, but then it's still not ready to flower yet. Right. You have to give it that time, right? And yeah. I think that's the hardest part. As I think as parents, yeah. fathers to any kids, boys or girls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the most right? challenging thing is balance between trying to push your kids but not pushing them past that point of no return where they don't want to do it anymore. And where they hate it. Right, where they right. hate it. And right. then they're resentful right. for you because yeah. you push them to that point. So many of our son's friends have parents that put them in five different athletic programs, yeah. basketball, football, and they're just they're they're tortured. They're traumatized. They're right. they're just mad at everything, and they're not excelling at anything. And and I think just anything. just before we get to you, Jose, I think uh, four by four hundred is a team sport, and the four hundred and the one hundred are individuals. And I think it's the pressure of trying to uh, of not being the you know the slowest leg on the race to let down her team. Basically. Let down her team. That's what she's afraid of. Exactly yeah. right. And you uh, you both hit it. On the head, right? Because if you fail on your own, you fail on your own, but then you, it's right. the pressure of failing for your team. She right. doesn't want to be the one to drop the baton, right. to mess the handoff right. off, um, or to say right. they're ahead, to get lapped. Yeah. Or whatever. I get it. And yeah. I ran track, yeah. you know, right. in high school. And then even in the beginning of college, I, I started doing track. And then Did you do track when you were eight? No. That's, <laughs> right. that's a big difference. Big difference. So that's, that's, that's half a big of the battle one. right there. And that's what I was going to ask. Like, how early do kids usually start running in track? Man, there's kids out there young, right? Like I'm six and seven years old. Okay. But it just depends. I've realized, too, this is not something that I've always had around my daughter. So had I been, had I really stuck with track and kept yeah. the thing, she would have seen that as, mm-hmm. I, as I, you know, as she got over it. But and even with like watching TV or introducing YouTube, right? Haven't really pushed that on her, you know. Mm-hmm. And then I throw her in track, and I'm like, oh, she's good. All right, let's do it, you know. And yeah. she's not yeah. ready. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and I think it's just a, that acknowledgement. But it's a really good point of view for 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 fathers, in in a sense, to kind of have that self awareness, right? That their girl, it you see it, and you see the big picture they don't see it yet for themselves. Like, that's a thing that Rusk and I always have a conversation with about our kid, because we're like, well, you know, I'm giving my kid this, I'm giving my kid that, but he won't do it for me. Because they still don't see how important it is to give and take. 
like the two-way street, right? right. It's, it's for them at this point, especially for a 19-year-old, it's a one-way street for him all the time. What are you doing for me? Why aren't you doing this for me? But it's hard for us because we're like, yeah, but we're giving you a lot. We're giving and giving and giving and giving. Right. It's okay for you to be there for mom and do something for me too, right? right. Like yeah. that's, that's, that's the hard part. And I think it's just a maturity level and yeah. getting to that point in their life, mm-hmm. in, in their age right. gap or whatever, you know, age they're in, like reaching that point. So. so, you know, going back to, to, to that, do you ever find yourself, like, um, like giving her some incentives, giving Jade some incentives to do what you say? Yeah. <laughs> I'm calling them incentives yeah. or tokens, yeah. well, not anymore, but they're really, like bribes, works, right? you know, so. they're really like bribes, you know, they're really like bribes. But, I mean, we're kind of in the same situation. I mean, you know, Jade is not in, in athletics right now. It's more academic, right? So whenever she joined college, you know, she mentioned she wanted to do nursing, which is great. You know, mm-hmm. we need nurses, absolutely. Of course, yeah. But what I told her, I said, I know your potential. I know how smart you are. I said, why don't you try, you know, pre-med, you know, maybe, you know, go for the doctor kind of route, you know? Yes, Try to be the best you can at the medicine part. And she, and she wants to. She wants to try. But, you know, as, as she's going through school now, some of the classes that she take for pre-med are, you know, really hard. And she's like, I can't do it, this and that. And... I'm not incentivizing her. Yeah, I'm just yeah, asking yeah. her to yeah. try it yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if it doesn't happen, I told her then it doesn't happen, and you know, go back to your normal route that you were going to take anyways, and go to nursing. There's no problem with nursing. But she but did like it, right? But she did this first year. She she did the first year. She accomplished free cow, right? Did. Yeah, she passed which, it. She yeah. passed it, which is a, a very hard class, Absolutely. by yeah. the way. And so I know she amazing. can do it. Yeah, I know she, she can, can do it. it. She I know it. I know she can get to that yeah. level yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that a doctor gets to. She right? has that in her. Mm-hmm. She just has to believe that she can right. get to that level. Yeah. So I'm again. I just it's no incentives. I'm like just try it for me. Just give yeah. it a try. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. I'm not gonna be disappointed anyways. You yeah. know, at least you gave it a try. Yeah, and I think the important part about this is like really encouraging our girls to really believe in themselves. Like you believe in them, but you have to allow that process to happen. Like it cannot be forced upon us. It cannot be forced because if you force it on me and you tell me, but you're supposed to do this and that's who I want you to be, then I'm going to be like, "Uh uh-uh, then I'm definitely checking out. I'm definitely going to check out. It has to come organic. It has to be organic for sure. So what I understood you say, Jose, was that she was challenged in pre-calculus. Mm-hmm. Precalculus is just a basic class, regardless if she goes a nursing route right. or the doctor route. Right. So that it's irrespective of that. She's gonna have to take that no matter which she's gonna she wants to be an architect or businesswoman right. or whatever. So yeah. So she's struggling with that one right. class, but, which is but a that's just that's just a basic class. That's not she's not struggling with the core of what who she wants to be. No, right. no, yeah, yeah. No. So it's not it's not just pre cow and then that's right. what's gonna stop her from being a doctor. Because or some people some people just aren't good at math, some right. people aren't good at English. Mm-hmm. I wasn't the best writer out there, but math came easy for me. Right. Right. So it's just once she gets over that hump and then she gets into the biology and the pre med, then maybe that's And that's, that's kinda what I'm hoping. I'm, again, right. I'm I'm leaving it alone. I'm I'm letting her explore the options that she has and let her figure it out on her own. I mean I'm not I'm not gonna be pushing her on it. Right. Um it's just like like you said, it has to come more organically. I mean, she has to figure it out. On yeah, her, there's on a her. healthy pushing. There's mm-hmm. a healthy encouraging. Right. There's a healthy sense of like, dad knows that I can do this, but you have to kind of be like very subtle about it, not be so overt because the girls will figure it out. Oh, I know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Be like, you know, you did so good. I really like the times that you mm-hmm. did like in your track. I really, yeah. you know, wow. I don't know anybody else who did pre-cal in my right. life. What an amazing accomplishment! You can do this. You can do that. Right. The next level. It's kind of like that. It's very subtle in terms of when it comes to parenting. It's not like forcing something upon them. But let's talk about what you enjoy the most about being dads. What do you enjoy the most about being a father? What is the thing that just brings you the most joy? So uh, when it comes to being a father, I, I think for me, the, definitely the unconditional love, right? Like, I mean, you got somebody. Like, I yes. Mean, somebody that no matter what, you're gonna love them, love the heck out of them, and they're gonna love the heck out of you, you know. But I mean, it, as far as like being a girl dad, though, yes, a, girl a girl dad, dad too. Um, I think it's. Um, I just I feel like the love from a from from your daughter is just extremely special. I don't. I can't. It's priceless. It's priceless. 
from your boy too as well, right? Both mm-hmm. sides. But I mean, it's just. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's, I, a di- it's different for father daughter as it is mm-hmm. for mother and son. Right, it right? is. Father son is more of a kind of structure, discipline based, right? You know, respect women. You know, don't do dumb stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's less emotional. Right. Father daughters, it seems. Looking and you're setting an expectation for what she's going to seek in the partner in the, future. in the future. Right. And that's probably the hardest part is, you know, again, now she's 19. So it's, we're transitioning. I know, you know, the Mexican culture, they start transitioning to a young lady at 15 and it's fine. But I think now, 19, 20, 21, mm-hmm. is when they actually start finding she's themselves and she's coming yeah. into her own, becoming her yeah. own woman, you know? True. So that's really the hardest part is. Is she going to make the right decisions? Is she going to do, you know, the right thing, yeah. you know? But again, I, it's just, it's so hard for me to, you know, tell her not to do things. If you have you know. to trust that she knows what right. she's doing. Yeah. You and, have and, to and trust and that. Yeah. Absolutely, 100% trust that she will. Um, but it's so hard for me to, you know, to, to tell her not to do certain things when, you know, I was 20 when I had her, you know? Mm-hmm. And she's at that she's at the age right now where, yeah. you know, we were pregnant with For her. Sure. Yeah. yeah, and I know this it's not even coming it's not coming close to that. Um, but it's just so hard mm-hmm. for me to 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 see the next the next step. That's the hardest part. Okay. And it's also the funnest part because you never it, know what's what going to happen. What do you enjoy the most? About again, the unconditional her, love the unconditional is great. Love, I mean, yeah. it's you know, it's 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 somebody that's a part of you, absolutely, one hundred percent part of you, and right. and they don't care what you do. They don't care what you do for a living. They don't care about anything. They just they just want you around. I mean, yeah. that's I think that's pretty special. Yeah. Um, yeah. And again, their happiness just see them smile. I mean, doing whatever they love, whatever they want to do. You know, we get to travel. You know, they enjoy it. She loves it. You know, my she daughter loves, loves it. it. She loves to travel. Yeah. Um, my she's son like loves her thea. She's like her thea. She's Absolutely. just yeah. like I mean, her thea. It's all your fault, right? <laughs> it's all me. I'm the one. Yeah. I'm the one. I'm Those the one. Those genetics. <laughs> yeah. The genes. She's my baby. She's yeah. my baby, too. And then, you know, Santos, you know, he just, he loves baseball. I mean, yeah. he's done baseball since T-ball, so. Yeah, I remember that. It's, it's, it's embedded in him now, and, and he's like, man, I'm just so glad you put me in baseball a long time ago. I'm like. Good. I'm, I'm glad you enjoy it. I mean, it's, that's the benefit of, I think, of fatherhood is to get to see your kids sure. progress in life. Sure. You guys, I want to introduce to you my skincare expert, Natalia Castile. Everyone wants to know how in the world do I have the most gorgeous, beautiful skin? Yeah, thank you very much. I know. And it is because of her. Natalia Castillo is my go-to skincare specialist. She takes care of me. And I'm telling you, you guys will love her. You will find her at the ACPS. It is the Aesthetic Center for Plastic Surgery. And if you really, really want to know more about them, you can visit them at their website, ACPS Plastic Surgery. It is a med spa that I love to go to. It's so easy just calling in and say, I need to set up an appointment for my facial with Natalia. And they take care of me immediately, in and out. They take care of skin rejuvenation. They do something called derma infusion. They do cool sculpting. And Natalia does all of that. She's also taking care of my laser needs. Like she does laser reduction for me. And I swear to you, people say, oh, it's painful. She makes it so painless. Love, love, love her. So if you need to find out more about how you can get great skin, follow her at her Instagram, Natalia Castile, at Natalia Castile. You will not regret it. I will give you guys all the details and she will take care of you. I promise you she will do a great job for your skin. You will not regret it and you will have the best skin of 2022. My friends, I want to introduce to you the Vanguard Agency. They are fit for Texas. They are in the business of helping people to save money. For all of insurance needs, the Vanguard Agency cannot wait to work with you. Get a quote for your home, get a quote for your auto, a quote for your business and restaurant. They are ready to shop your insurance policies with top-rated insurance companies. Go see my friend Humberto Garcia. He's been in the business a long time and makes an effort to make your insurance policy needs as seamless as possible for all of you. Tell him you heard about them here when you call him at 281-453-8770. They speak Spanish, and I know they will take care of you. For sure. I also think when it comes to girls, too, like girls are a little bit more emotional, and they're, I would say, more within the little boys, right? 
um, and affectionate. Like my daughter, she comes up, like the hugs and the kisses on the cheek and all that stuff. It's just, you, I mean, I know it's it's just different than having a little boy. And I think that's one of the biggest differences. It's just like her showing her love, but then also like whenever I, whenever I proposed to my fiance, my daughter cried. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like those yeah, little yeah. moments, like they yeah. just break you down, yeah. and you're like, "Oh my god, man, I'm about to cry." You know? Reminds you there's a big heart somewhere, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, there's yeah. a big heart in there, and I think women, like not just women, but girls and women in general, like really soften a man. Yeah. Like I remember I meeting Rusk. He was so like non-affectionate back in you know 22 years ago. He was not affectionate. I'm super affectionate. Like my family is affectionate. People will tell you. Yeah, that was we very love and kiss each other. You guys we're were just huggy dubby. Always hugging. You guys were right? the Brady Bunch. <laughs> you guys were the Brady Bunch. He says we were the Brady, the Brady Bunch. We yeah. were just and I was super affectionate. I'm like always hanging on him. And he was kind of like, like you're a little much, you know? And then I would cuddle in bed and he was like, oh, give me my space. But then this is what happened. I stopped doing that. And he was like, why are you not coming over now? I'm like, oh, because you don't really like it. I'm like, no, I do. I really do. <laughs> I got used to it after 20 years. So women, I need my back scratched. So women and girls, oh. <laughs> you got big arms, you can't scratch the back. Your back scratched. That's what I'm there for. I'm there to scratch his back. But I think women just and girls just just soften that little puppy up, I think. And it just really, like, gives you that that moment. But let me ask you guys about something else, because social media is a big, big part in a girl's life right now, especially in this day and age. 2022 was something that we didn't have back when I was growing up in, in the early 1990s. As a teenager, 1988, 1989, that didn't exist. Like, we just had music that we listened to, and that was it. Like, we called our friends on the phone. And, you know, that was it, like on, on a landline, by the way. It wasn't even a cell phone, right? Or, uh, or texting anybody. How do you guys confront that? And how do you have that conversation with your girls about social media? Especially because there is so much influence on women and on girls on social media. On looks, on beauty, skin care, hair. Um, are they fat? Are they skinny? Like that kind of thing. It's like always so pervasive. So... Let's start with you, Pep. How do you how do you see that? Yeah, so definitely, I mean, you know, with a girl growing up in this day and age, they're definitely gonna, you know, get a, a complex basically. You know, they're yeah, they're they're sure. never perfect. You know, right. you can put a lot of filters on these camera pictures, and these girls on Instagram look perfect, but you know, reality yeah. they're really not. And and to a young lady, it doesn't doesn't look that way, right? It looks like you know everything's easy. You know. Going on vacations is easy. It's really not. I mean, you know, a lot of these things, it's... Superficial. It's superficial, yeah. Yeah. but they don't understand it. No. They don't get it. They see it as real life because it's right. it's everywhere for them. Um, so true, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, we got to... We, we try to ground her, you know, as much as we can, but we still kind of let her do her thing that she wants to do on her makeup so and, and find her self-identity. Yeah. yeah, I mean, she has to find herself... You know, you know, look wise and you know, dressing wise, she she finds herself, and that's the best thing we can do, really. I mean, without actually taking entire social media away from her, because we can't do it. You know, it's, yeah. there's no way to do that. Right. What about you, Matt? Um, well, fortunately, I'm not really at the point to where she's mm -hmm. really. I guess. But it's coming. Extremely exposed. Yes. But, but you're a big influencer. I mean, you're a fitness influencer. Right. Yeah. I have, yeah, no, I, I mean, I use my social media, of course, for my business, and general, just, you know, um, for life. But uh, my daughter, I guess she would probably be more so, like, exposed to, like, YouTube, maybe, like, TikTok here and there. Mm -hmm. I tell her, I mean, you know, to be responsible <laughs> with it at her, you know, as, as responsible as she can, right? Um, and when I say that, I mean is in like when it comes to like watching videos. If it's an adult content, like you know what you should not or should be watching. And I'm not mm -hmm. not to say that it's not gonna. She's not gonna see it or you know that she's gonna listen every time. I give her that enough trust to you know I, right. I let her know that I trust you not to do it. And also I I, I trust that you know that I'm gonna find out if regardless it's gonna come out. So. You know, it's just that conversation where, look, I'm giving you the trust to use these things um, to, you know, to do it and to make sure that you use it. And be it. responsible be, about be it. Be responsible. Mm -hmm. but, but also, I mean, when it comes to, like, self-esteem and stuff like that, too, we've had, like, little issues, you know, um, as even, 
whenever she was younger. And I don't know if it was necessarily social media. It would be more so, like, within a classroom or, like, within school. Like, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, kids looking different than her, you know. And it just came down to we had to specifically spend a lot of time trying to tell her, well, it, doing things to help with her confidence. And this is, again, why I didn't want to put her in some, like, track and field. But then also... Um, you know, just being reaffirming like positive things, like so smart, mm -hmm. um, so beautiful, like you know, don't you know? And then her talking about, oh, she wants her. Sometimes she will. Like my daughter has curly hair, and she will love to wear like you know, like the like tracks or like weave or whatever, like mm -hmm. put things in her hair mm -hmm. to make it longer and like you know more uh, more. Uh, what am I thinking? Straight. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I mean, we and we entertain it. We'll, we'll let her do it and stuff like that. We also tell her, like, you have beautiful hair. You have gorgeous Yeah, that's a hair. very, very good comment you're making because right. I wanted to ask Absolutely. you about that. Like, how do you raise girls of color to be confident in a very white mainstream world? Right. Right? Like, that's not because not because it's it's any better or any less. It's because we're different. And the way we are being raised is different. So as a father... Yeah. You were really making it very clear that her natural hair is right. just as beautiful and it's special. She doesn't need to add anything to it. I mean, just reaffirming that same stuff. Right. Like it's pretty. It's it's beautiful. And then we're gonna do things to your hair, you know, to make it, you know, to to show how beautiful it is. But then also, even when it comes down to little things, like whenever, like, so when my daughter um, went and picked out this doll, I talked about this doll that I got my daughter here. And she goes, I mean, and honestly, this is just part of what her mom's been doing since she was younger, right? Mm -hmm. um, she says, if you get a doll, not she doesn't have to get a black Barbie doll or whatever, but you have to get, like, we prefer you to find a doll some of, of a different color, right? Like, don't go straight to the white Barbie dolls. Like, play with somebody that you think you may you see. You can relate to a little right. bit, yeah. Right. Um, yeah. And not to say she doesn't have, like, she has the white Barbies and all that stuff, but you don't need to just play with all of those, you know? Like, bring in some some that you can relate to. And what does she pick? Like does she pick something that's relatable to so her? or Every time. Now, she she does the it The typical Barbie. <laughs> she, she knows off top that if she's going to choose a Barbie or something like that, she's going to, she always wants to get one that looks like her or somebody yeah, that yeah, she yeah. knows or something like that. But that's important that. too, right? Because it's that was so a important. that was a long time ago that there wasn't Barbie dolls. No, like, no, there weren't. Like you, you there know? weren't. Yep. So I think it's good that she gets something that looks similar to her because that's kind of the point, right? right. I mean, it's you progress, you know, us as a society and them exactly. as younger women. Right. To make it acceptable across mm -hmm. the board that right. we're all just humans, right? Right. right. And exactly. the beauty ideals, the beauty ideals right. is not just the white perfect um, five you know, 11 white girl. Right, 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 There's right, right. so many different shades of beauty. Right. And her beauty is natural to her. And her beauty is natural to her. And it's special to her. And I think that's the one thing that I think as fathers and as, like, as, as dads can establish for a girl. It's that they don't need to be anything more than they already are. Intrinsically, that's enough. And I think eventually right. your daughter will realize that when she gets older is that there's a lot of women out there that work really hard to get the hair like how she has it naturally. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. That's one a lot of money to get that type of hair as well. Right. I know. So if, if other women want to get the hair, then it's obviously a beautiful hair. Right. Or the lips or the All yes. know, whatever features. Whatever yeah. it is. Whatever Body. features. Eventually yeah. she will figure it out, you yeah. know. So um, is that your experience? With what? With with, with Jade. Um that eventually figures it out because I I don't think you talked a lot about her adolescent years, going through high school and the challenges you had there. Like I said, she was pretty. It was pretty simple with her. She we didn't really yeah. have a hard time with her identity. I mean, right. she never really had a hard time. Yeah. Um, with her identity. Identity, right. yeah. With with her looks her, and everything, it's just she was very comfortable. Everything in her own skin, was very right. easygoing. Pretty confident. You know, yeah, she yeah. was. She always was. Right. I mean, so she's was a beautiful little girl. So the challenges really were strictly on the academic side. Yes, she, she was always stressed herself. out on right. academics. Right. It was always academics. Yeah. And because she holds her standards super high. Right. right. Which right. is not a bad thing. Mm -hmm. But sometimes it can give you anxiety as a young woman because your standards that. are so yeah, high. Right. And that's something I suffer with all the time because my standards are always higher, higher, higher. And then when I, it's anxiety, reaching, mm -hmm. reaching the next level, the next level, right. the next level. Um, so this goes back a, a little bit to what you were talking about earlier was incentives. And I think incentives are important. I think they're huge. And Lisa and I use them quite a bit for our boys, especially for the older one. The young one seems to be more self-motivating, but Alex needs a lot of incentives. And just to 
give a little microcosmic example. Like, for example, I, I've told Alex, since he started driving, for every six months, you don't get in the wreck that you get another piece of camera equipment. And it's worked out for three years. Maybe it's pure luck. Maybe it's the, it's the incentive. Maybe it's a combination of yeah. both, that it's luck <laughs> and the incentive. But, you know, he has some stuff around here, so it seems to be working out. Mm-hmm. So going forward is... You know, medical school is tough. Not that I've been in, but I knew a lot of medical school students when we went to St. Thomas, and that mm-hmm. shit was a nightmare. Mm-hmm. I was comparing my economics finance to, to their pre-med stuff. It was like night, it was night and day. The amount of information you have to possess. Yeah. I think the incentive structure at some point has to come into play. And I think the same thing with your daughter is you're a guy that's fit, and you're a guy in shape. But my experience with people like yourself is a lot of people that are in shape or in fit are typically unhappy people, but you're an exception to the rule. You're an exception to the rule because... Why are they unhappy? Because they're always too self-absorbed about their own bodies. Oh, right? okay. And they have always, a, oh, okay. That, gotcha. Right? You can look across the board and you'll agree with me that 90% of those are... But you're the exception. You got yourself a good... You have a fiancé. You have a daughter. You She's seem to be happy. Gorgeous. That's not the majority. And so going forward in, in the track and field, you know, that's all six-pack. That's all 0% body fat. And then you kind of get into that deep area when she's 14, 15, and 16, and she's going through that adolescence, she's going through those hormonal imbalances, and that shit's going to hit hard. Are you going to be ready for that? Or how are you going to address that when it comes to that? Because at the end of the day, what I've learned as being a father, we were taught it's 50% nature, 50% nature, until you're a parent. And then as you go along being a parent... It's no longer 50% nature and 50% nurture. I find it to be 75, 80% nature versus nurture. You have a lot less control over your kids than you think you do. It's the luck of the die that if they get it, they get it. If they don't, they don't. And maybe they'll fall somewhere in between. It's like rolling a die or having yeah, a good hand sure. in poker or something mm-hmm. like that, right? So when that, when that day comes, when she's 12 or 13 and that confidence, because we all want our kids to succeed. I was at my younger son's baseball thing yesterday and you got these big white boys in there they're going to be varsity baseball players they're already five foot seven they're 14 years old they got the baseball look they got that Roger Clemens thing going on the Mark McGuire my son is kind of you know he's just like he's the academic type but I don't want to play baseball I said well you got to commit yourself to yeah, it yeah, I said you're going to hit the gym like the coach said you're going to go there I don't want you complaining about the coach or they're mean or they're playing time all that kind of stuff but you, we, we're, we're all competitive kind of people. We all want our kids to succeed, but you also want them to not push them over the limit to where they do something harmful to themselves, right? And that's where you're like, you don't want them to be lazy bums, but you don't want you want them to be good at something. Not that my son's going to make it to the majors. I don't, you know, not the NBA for my older son over there. None of that. It's just that you want them to be like a part of a team sport. You want them to be contributing members, but, right. but you want them to put effort into whatever they do. Yeah. It's a skill set. That you are trying to impose, you're trying to promulgate to them at, at an early age. That later on in life you need that. So you you come and you know you I'm sorry you come into the uh, you come into that age three four years down the road. What are you gonna do? Look, man, I don't know. <laughs> no, I mean, no, no, give really, us an really answer. Bad, right? Give us an answer now. <laughs> right. No, uh, my my uh, fiance jokes. She says, "What are you gonna do the moment that she like." She runs into the bathroom and then right. says, "Hey, Dad, mm-hmm. my period started." Yeah, yeah. Like, yes, yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah, that's my that's well, my nightmare. But you do have an idea. You ask your fiance, "What do you do?" <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. So I, I did ask my fiance right. too, like, "What did her dad do? How did that react? Like, right. how does that happen?" And then, or in general, she thankfully I have a fiance. Right, right. Yeah, let's say thank you to her. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Lacey. No, it's good you're not gay. <laughs> oh, stop it! Stop. No, no, no. She's she's right. good. She's amazing. Yeah, she she's awesome. But I mean, in general, I think honestly, when you have both parents in your life, it makes a large difference because now you have you know both sides of the spectrum, right? You have the times where, in general, when I say both parents, like, my daughter, her mom's in her life, right? But, I mean, whenever whenever you have a two-parent home, and whether it's on both sides or whatnot, it's just, it makes it so much easier. Um, Although me and my daughter's mom are separated, we communicate. Mm -hmm. And, uh, oh, thank you. And, uh... (laughs) You don't want to mix this, it's going to be all nasty. Thank you, thank you. 
and get some little sips. Yeah, get every little drop. This is making me take shots in here. This conversation will get you to drink. That's for sure. No, but me and my daughter's mom, us not being together, we communicate really well. I mean, yesterday we talked for like... I want to say me like 20, 30 minutes straight on the phone, you know. We've had times where we can't even speak for 30 minutes. I mean, 30 seconds, you know, but we're the better place. We, everything is in the best interest. Mm-hmm. Of course. So, right. I mean, it like little stuff like that. So, I will, when we come to that, first thing I'm going to do, of course, ask Lacey, but also I'm going to call her mom and be like, hey, what, is, or what have you been doing, you know? Mm-hmm. I think uh, something like, I got the small taste of that when my daughter started getting musty. Right, and I had mm-hmm. no idea. If you don't know what musty means, right? Like, you yeah. know, you start yeah. smelling. Yeah, no, we have kids too. <laughs> <laughs> right, they're musty. We know yeah. okay. musty. Right. We know musty around our house. Especially the younger one. Especially the younger one. He's a scrapper. He's a scrappy kid. Oh, he's so scrappy. I'm about to say, Yahoo put his dirty clothes on. He doesn't care. Alex is a lot more cute. He's a lot more. Oh, he has a whole skincare regime. Alex is Max doesn't give a rat's Y'all probably have some use underwear from the day before. <laughs> no, but I don't think it's just only asking mom. It's like you're 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 a fiance to a woman. Right. Mm-hmm. You were a son to a woman. You right. know that women have all of these different things. And the best thing about being a young father now is you have a lot of information on that. Yep. True. And you can always look it up and say, Oh, I don't know how to do I don't know what to handle, what how to handle this situation. You can ask a friend, you can go online, you can go to WebMD, um, ask right. another buddy of yours that has girls, or just ask her, like, what can I do for you, baby? Like, uh, what can I do? Is there something know. I can do? I only and ask they'll that. they'll tell you, and they'll tell you. I only ask that question because nobody ever asked me that question, or Alicia did. I can't really talk to my parents. My parents are very old school generation yeah. folks. Yeah. You don't talk about those things. You figure them out internally because right. they weren't they weren't predisposed to the amount of information and knowledge we have as parents to what Alicia just described. All the different resources they didn't grow up with any of that stuff. You know, they were just like you got to grow a thick skin and figure it out and, and suck, mm-hmm. you know, suck it all in. And so it would have been helpful that you know it's always it's always the thing about the thing about the what information you always want to pass on to the generation after you is information yes. that you learn to make life a little bit easier for them, but not also to take away from that thick skin either. You want them to be tough because life's going to get tough, but at the same time, you don't want to be blindsided by something that you had the information right there available. Right. That's, that's the only reason why I bring it. Not that I expected an answer. It's just something I wanted somebody to ask me that. So I could have thought about that because Wilderson was a little bit of a pain in the ass when he was 14 and 15 and Jose and I have had, you know, some conversations about that yeah. over the years. He was yeah. just a typical teenage boy doing dumb shit. But he wasn't as bad as other kids. Right. But Lisa and I are very structured, organized, disciplined kind of people. We don't like any bullshit. Just we don't want we don't want to deal with that. But no, and, and our son was very different from us. Right. You know, he was very different from us. And we were like, where did this kid come from? We can't figure out <laughs> right. what's going on. Like this right. is not right. right. Um, but I think also being young parents and being um, open-minded parents, we were able to kind of learn as we went along. Right. We researched, we, we sought out a therapist who can give us a, a, a one-on-one conversation. And uh, we were like, oh, okay, okay. We right. need to just kind of step back. Mm-hmm. And it's our kid is, he's our son, but he's not just like us. He's not like us at all. He's very different. <laughs> That's yeah. okay. That doesn't mean there's anything wrong with that. That just means we have to adapt ourselves and adjust the way we were parenting him, right? Because right. we were parenting him in a way we were brought up. Right. It was the best. It can't be that way. It was the best eighty nine dollars plus tax to a therapist <laughs> that I had ever spent money on. He it's, still remembers how much he paid. It was ninety six dollars <laughs> or some change. I remember that shit. Because uh, I'm, I'm against the whole therapy oh, thing. Yeah. I grew up with tough parents. I know, but you're not yeah. against it anymore. Figuring it out. But that $89, that, that therapist said, you guys lived a cookie-cutter lifestyle. You guys went to college. You got married. You had kids. You did what everybody was supposed to do. That's not your kid. That's right. what they told yeah. me. He says, That's not and until kid. you accept that, I said, you're going to be struggling with it. I was like, damn. It just, I just For the first time in my life that I can remember, I shut the fuck up. Yeah. Wow. I didn't know what the hell to say. I was like, you just like the whole blood rushed out of my face. <laughs> I get, became more white than I already am. Right? <laughs> <laughs> And I just, I didn't know what to say the rest of the time because I was going to come in here and tell this therapist, uh, she's all wrong, Alicia's idea. Yeah. She, she got me on that one. She I was like, she's right, because that, that's not, 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 not every kid's the same. 
But that's what you do as parents, right? You try to seek the best information you can for your kids. You try to figure out a way to make it work for them. Yeah, true. Especially. I am so grateful for you guys. Before we go, I want you all to tell me a little bit about what you do right. and your business. We really want my audience to reach out to you guys. My brother, Pep, is one of our sponsors. And so I definitely want you to talk a little bit about what you do because we've shared it a little bit on the podcast. We've shared it on Instagram. We shared it on social. But you know what? We have the most amazing outdoor experience because we have the surround sound. Right. Oh, Russ goes out there when there's baseball, basketball, Love football. football. We have some wine, some alcohol. Oh we have a hard time making it back inside we the house. We love our outdoor experience. But and that's, that's because right. my brother set it all up for us. So tell us a little bit, Pep, about what you Yeah, so we're uh, AVS Concepts. Um, we've been in business since 2014. Um, family-owned business. Um, we do anything from home security systems, um, security cameras, home theaters, outdoor living areas, TVs, uh, you name it, anything low voltage, we take care of. We do new construction, you know, post construction, um, wiring, wiring I mean, home automation. Home automation, you know, we have, you know, we're, we're, we're very similar on, you know, to like the bigger companies on security side. Um, we do a lot of security monitoring, um, but the benefit with us is we don't hold you to the big long-term contracts like the big companies do. So, you know, people move, people, you know, downsize or change homes. Right. And, you know, the bigger companies will lock you into that rate. You know, we, we do a little different. We understand everybody, you know, has a different circumstance. If you need to move, okay, cancel your contract, it's just fine. Yeah. I love that. I love mm -hmm. that because that's custom. That's customized to the right. client. And that's what we do is everything is that. customized. We don't sell. We don't have any packages. We don't do anything like that. Everything is custom tailored to the customer. Talk about the latest technology. Mm -hmm. What what's uh, like you had told me the other day about the new HDMI cables and what's what's the late what's the latest equipment? Yeah, so I mean you know with everything you know technology changes every couple months, right? Three months, six months. It's there's something new coming out. So um, you know with the latest stuff that we have now is, is voice control. Um, you know I was I was talking to you know Alex earlier. The, the new stuff that we have, you know, I kind of compare it to like a Jarvis from Iron Man, you know, where you can just speak to it. It's kind of an Alexa, but Alexa on steroids. Oh, yeah. Right. So okay. it's very free speaking. Yeah, it's very free speaking. Just tell it. <laughs> to, you got too much to go and you got too much wine yeah. going on. You just tell it what to do. He does. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's the new technology we have now is voice control. Um, everything else kind of stays the same. You know, our, our speakers, you know, we, we have our line of speakers that, you know, get better and better, you know, with time, um, you know, TV installations, you know, something as simple as that, we, we can take care of it. Any challenges in terms of the shortages of supply chains? Absolutely, absolutely. So, again, everything, you know, has the same chipset as vehicles. Right. Um, so we, we have a hard time with our material. Um, so what I do is when I, again, because everything's custom, tailored to the customer, I, I put in the, the, the equipment that I know is available at the moment. But you, but you have advantages over some of the bigger companies because don't they have to order in bulk? They do. Uh, and so if they're not gonna if they're not going to order twenty TVs, you're not ordering one TV. You can just right. order one TV and get it just as fast or even faster than some of the bigger. Absolutely, companies. yeah. Good so point. you know, anytime we need something right away, you know, we we reach out to our distribution or, or our right. direct dealership that we have, and you know, it comes to us right away. And they they're happy to help you know the smaller companies like ourselves. And and again, where we differ from the larger company is. My customers, I mean, you guys are my customers, but all my customers have my cell phone and they can reach me at any time of right. day, you know, seven days a week. Yeah. They text me, hey, Jose, I'm, a, uh, I'm having a hard time, gotcha. you know, with my sound system, my patio. Um, I'm having a party this weekend. Can you fix it? Luckily, I can log in remotely from my house That's and fix it for them. Right. Yeah. And they all have my cell phone. So, you know, you don't get that with a bigger company. You just yeah. don't. I love that. Fantastic. ABS Concepts, you guys, if you are looking yes. to have the lux experience outdoor experience inner experience surround sound what's all the, of it what's their instagram uh, it's at concepts avs at avs no concepts at concepts avs avs okay yeah. at concepts. Concepts well, ABS. we're not the only avs <laughs> concepts there's uh, there's actually a couple in tennessee oh um so do not go and compare ah! us to their um to and their ABS, reviews because their reviews are no good avs is audio video, video. Security. Security. Concepts, mm -hmm. right. Beautiful. Fantastic. Yep. Love it. Love it. Check them out. 
Matt, what about you? Tell us about your, you just opened a gym recently. I did. Yes, yeah, so, so tell us where it is. I'm an official gym owner. Um, it's in the Bel Air Gallery area. It's called 4C Fitness. Uh, 4C stands for Four Corner. And, uh, four Corners Fitness basically breaks down to four corners of the four aspects of how we like to train, right? Or how we like to run our boot camps, how we like to do our personal training. And those four aspects come down to endurance, power, strength, um, and core. Okay. Um, and that's just kind of how we do our training and we, we give people like, look, this is how our method is. But um, it, as far as our facility, we just opened it up about three three months ago. It's been a good three months. We just got, we've been each month adding more and more to the gym. And it, it's a great it's gym. Awesome. If, if like, for, for people who, first of all, may need like some type of more specialized training rather than like larger groups, right? Mm -hmm. More specialized training where you actually have certain specific goals that you need somebody to actually pay attention to, but then also even if you you go from there, and then you, you may want to join like a you know a boot camp or like that. a larger mm -hmm. group class. You, we like to we have you do the boot camps inside the gym, right? So right. we'd have we have boot camps. The plan is to have those out maybe the big beginning of the next month. Um, but but then even then also as well we work with uh, we know a lot of people in the city. It's crazy me and the guy who uh, we uh, my co partner right. Um, we know a lot of people within the city, and um, our our goal is to just bring in like minded people, like bring in people right. on our team who who um, who will be able to I guess relay the message and be able to like what's the address. Uh, our address is 50, 5240 Elm Street. 5240 Elm Street. Where can people find you? Should they uh, text you, email you? Social media. Wise, social media. Um, you can, I mean, our, we have a website. It's called 4C so, Fitness. So before so. that, what's what's the background? Tell the listeners your background. What's your what's your accreditation? What is your, what qualifies you? You know, I mean, I've been in the fitness Besides industry. Besides your swollen buff and 0% you know, body fat. I, mean, you know, I work out here. Right, yeah. You know, he works people. out here and there. He, he makes me a look, little. He makes me look moral, and that's hard to do. That's <laughs> natural. It yeah. comes natural. It comes natural. <laughs> I just kind of try to keep up with this guy. That's it. I'm trying to make sure I, I push I did beat him on the treads on the sled pushes. <laughs> I, I can't say. outrun you, though, but I can <laughs> outpush you. How many trainers do you guys have? So it's, right now is just me and my, my co-partner. So it's really us two. Right. We brought, like, so really. So your co-partner's name is? His name is Antonio. And who, Antonio okay. Bassett. And tell right. us your background and Antonio's background. So my background is I've been in the fitness industry for 10 years. Okay. I've almost probably more than 10 years. But um, worked for multiple fitness franchises, gyms, here and there. I've been training a long time. I've met so many people in the training industry. I've done not just private training, group training large group classes, I mean, uh -huh. from 20 to 60 to 80 people, you know? Right. I even have a company that I usually do group fitness uh, events, right? I was doing apartment fitness to luxury apartment, like, group events where okay. we would have DJs wow. and all that stuff. I've been around the block, and I, I eventually just figured out, like, I need my own place yeah, to where, okay. you know, and a lot, it's, it's crazy, I meet people every day all the time, or in general, like, every other day I hear somebody who's like, oh, yeah. This person wants to come, or in general, this person, this person said they took your class. I'm like, oh, who are you talking about? You know, so right. it's just I need my own place. You're known, home. you're well known, right? Right. Well, you got so many come. people coming to your boot camps that you don't even know them all. But I mean, well, you know, it's just when you mm -hmm. you kind of well, you when you've been through, right. yeah, right, exactly. When you've That's been through fun. the block, so so what motivated you to open your gym? Because I I met I I knew you at least, and I knew you before you opened the gym. Yeah, invited me to come and check your gym out. I think it's a fantastic concept. It's, I mean, you and Antonio, right? Uh, have you guys have all the professional qualifications? You guys are you aspire physically to I think what everybody you no, know wants to be, and then you guys have a great personality sure. behind it, and you have the education back. I think Antonio said he was a professional coach for right. basketball, TSU. football. He's a uh, baseball, TSU, baseball, baseball, baseball. TSU uh, yeah. baseball strength coach. Strength coach. That's right. what it was. So right? he he works and, at. TSU. And this is a guy that I saw on Instagram the other day that was yeah. bench pressing. The, the bench, no, he was doing squat. No, he's doing lunges with the whole the whole apparatus. Oh, right, it was, oh, the, entire was cage? the whole cage. Yes, the whole cage. That was Ben Antonio. That was somebody else. That was somebody else. That, was somebody else. Oh, that wasn't him. That wasn't him. That Man, I looked just like that dude. But he could though. He, no, could. he could. He looks he like could. he could. He's that big. He's I was like, piss me off. I want to go try that shit. <laughs> Okay, no, now you have a challenge. Yeah, I want a challenge. Yeah, I'm gonna put that thing on my back. I am so grateful to have you both on the podcast. Please follow them on their social media. 
please follow them as the description is going to be on the podcast episode. Everybody knows where you can find the description. Follow us Advice by Alicia. You will get all the updates, all the latest. And I'm so grateful for you guys for the Father's Day episode. I think this is a beautiful episode to have every single year because fathers are important and fathers make a big difference. Not just in their girls' lives, but in their children's lives. Yeah, absolutely. As yeah, a whole. Sure. Thank yeah. you so much thank for being for here. Thank you for having us. I love it. Yeah, it was a great fun. conversation. I thank you so much. Y'all, nothing beats a healthier ride than a 45-minute spin class at Cycle Bar with you. Y'all know I've been on a journey of health and wellness. My doctor recommended that I do cardio to improve my blood pressure. It's been high and I have hypertension and nothing has worked better than the Cycle Bar West U class. I'm telling you, Cycle Bar has the smart bikes. They will calculate your distance and your calories. The music's great. The vibe is great. The lighting is amazing. And the trainers really want to make you have that amazing experience. I don't know if I mentioned this to you. But if you wanted to, you can ask for your favorite workout songs. They want this to be about you. They want you to have the best experience possible. And by the way, I am letting you know now that they have a new rider three pack for only $49. Amazing. You find them at 3233 Southwest Freeway. Or you can also reach out to them at 713-677-0477. And their email is westu at cyclebar.com. Ask for Guillermo. He's going to take care of you. If you don't do anything else for the rest of the day and you do the cycle bar with you class, I'm telling you, you're going to walk out and you're going to feel like a badass.